0: Hey besties! Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host Kirsty. Thank you for joining me. I'm really enjoying the feedback I'm getting, so keep it coming. And don't forget to follow me on Insta, at Reality TV and Me is the handle. Um, As always I tell you, I have Facebook, but it's really mostly dedicated to my music page. So if you don't have Instagram, you can still keep in touch with when new episodes are released by following me on Facebook, um Facebook slash Kirsty Moore music, Kirsty with a Y. More is my last name, so it's double O. Um. And yeah, I post um the new episodes and stuff, but it's it's kind of a broader page than that. So the real kind of hub for information on this potty and connecting with me and DMs and stuff is through the Instagram, reality TV and me. So just keeping that in mind. But yeah, if you don't have it, you can still reach me through Facebook, that's fine. Lots of news this week. Oh my god, so much going on in the Bravo verse. It's very exciting. Um, so where shall we begin? I guess we cannot go past the Danielle Staub news. Oh my good lordy. So if you haven't heard this week, um Danielle has been become engaged to her new boyfriend who apparently, according to Marge, um, is her best friend's boyfriend. This is all unravelling on um, Twitter and Instagram, and it's just looking like a real shit show, to be honest, um, which we, you know, love in this universe. Cannot get enough of it. But anyway, um, I just... Hey, so this has just unravelled that now she's not only dating her best friend's boyfriend she got engaged to him. So what's that? 21. I think this is number 21 or 22. Somebody let me know on that because it makes all the difference in the world. Honestly, I need some dating advice from her. I was only proposed to once and it was by a drunk, like 19 year old in a bathroom that just walked out and saw me and like, Oh my God, cause I'm so attractive. Also he was shit based and it was 3am. He was like, Oh my God, marry me. And I was like, um, no, thank you. But like call me in five years. And if I still haven't been engaged, then maybe. (laughs) Sorry. If you can hear the dog barking, my friends are downstairs. And, um, I think someone just arrived at the house. I'm hiding because I'm like a bit emo today. So I don't like picking and choosing when I socialize because I'm scared of the world. Plus I just did a meditation this morning. And it's, like, made me very, you know, I need, like, quietness around me and peace in my chakras or some shit. So, yeah, I'm just a little bit overwhelmed. So now I'm just talking into the void because it's a much healthier way to spend my time than connecting with real-life humans. Obvi. Yeah, so, Danielle. And then I was listening to um, the podcast, what's it called, Uh, Two Judgy Girls this week. And they're hilarious, by the way. And um, they were saying that apparently it's already over with this guy. So this new guy that we've just found out about—I think that it's eleven months after the breakup with Marty Caffrey. Um, and now then she already got engaged, and within a week of that news cycle coming out, there apparently it's already over. So I guess in another week we'll find out about Danielle's next engagement. Cannot wait. It's a bit of a shame it hasn't worked out for her though, because this was going to be her engagement to the Duke of Provence and, um, yeah, so that would have made her, I guess, a duchess. Is that right? Yeah. Which is apparently even higher than a countess. So I think Luanne was shaking in her boots a little bit then. So, um, you know, probably for the best, <laughs> what a crazy, crazy motherfucker. So here's a couple of quotes I read online from Danielle Staub about her um dream man twenty-two times a runnin'. She she called him her his the man of her possible dreams. That sounds dodgy right off the bat. You know, when I fall in love, the first thing I want to think is this guy is possibly my soulmate. Um okay. And the other thing I wrote down that she said was she couldn't stand him when they first met and she thought he was rude yet another true marker of true love (laughs) oh my goodness so I guess he can't be too surprised that engagement 22 hasn't lasted excited to see who's next on the horizon look it's just all very confusing um I don't know how she keeps pulling them in. Her look at the reunion, we haven't seen her yet in New Jersey, but we've seen the preview for next week. I mean, she looks like a wax figurine of herself. Her face is like so far pulled back. Her cheeks are ginormous. It was really quite confronting. And the look, like I full on gasped when they showed her that slicked back hair, that like pant, that what's it called? Um, satin pantsuit. It was a lot. It was too much and yeah I mean literal gaspage went on in (laughs) when I was watching it (laughs) oh my goodness in other New Jersey news Melissa and Joe are reportedly getting a spin-off show about house flipping I have one word on my opinion on this and it's no N-O spells neo. no thank you First things first, Melissa and Joe are great, but they are not personality enough to carry their own show. Like give Teresa her own show. Like she's got so much going on. It's, um, it's phenomenal. Like I was full on as much as she was pissing me off in this reunion. I mean, she, I was bawling when they did the flashback and the, you know, the with saying bye to the dad and the girls and then her return from prison. Oh my God. I was literally a mess. So, like, that's the shit we want to watch. Give Teresa a spin-off. Get her off the show. Like, these girls are on fire right now. This has been a great season. But Teresa, honestly, the family drama with Melissa, dragging us down with Jackie. I think these girls could have a, a, something going without her. Give us another kind of spitfire. But Teresa's kind of, you know, maybe she's run her course with the New Jersey girls. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um... But yeah, I mean, another show about fucking house flipping. No, I, I I just don't care. And I don't know why, like I never watched that Bethany show. I'm not into house flipping anyway, but then don't drag my housewife ladies into it. Get other people. I don't care. I don't want house flipping on my TV. I just could not care less about anything except maybe weddings. I don't know. They're on par. Um, what else, what else, what else? Oh, you know what show I do like? This is a little recommendation for the week. I've been really getting into, um, Tyler Henry psychic medium. Um, and like this is, if you don't know, I don't know, you've been living under a rock. He's like this 19 year old. Well, he's probably a bit older now because he's made about, he's in his fourth season. He's this young psychic medium. He's like Hollywood psychic and he, but he does celebrities and, look, you don't have to watch it all. It doesn't even really matter if you believe in psychics or not. I love it. Like, I'm, I'm skeptical, but I enjoy it because he does a lot of Housewives. He does, does a lot of Bravo Lebrities. He does – he's done a few with um, the Vanderpump kids. And I like seeing – he's done Erica. He's done Teresa. He's done Luanne, Um, A few more. Brandy. I like seeing these people in this situation that makes them really vulnerable – um, because obviously if you're talking to like your dead, uh, Lucy or whatever, um, it's emotional, you know, it's tough. So a lot of people, you know, you see, I like it cause you see a different, more vulnerable side to these characters that we have only been able to see in a certain environment. You know how like we like Lisa in Vanderpump, but we find her a bit more difficult in Housewives or whatever your opinion is. It's a different kind of, um, perspective on her. That's what I like about this show. So, you know, you can even just seek out the episodes with the Bravo celebrities. That's basically what I do. And then I get sucked in and I watch uh, like the rest of the season anyway, because you know, it's a cool show. He's like such a sweet boy. Um, yeah. So that's like my little recommendation for the week. Um, aside from that, in other news, we have, (laughs) the Vanderpump kids we have Tom and Ariana news that they bought a two million dollar house this week Um, so I guess they're paying getting paid a little bit better than we thought um or they've saved up really well like that's pretty awesome apparently has five bedrooms which begs the question are you going to have kids like I mean if you're a couple you only need one bedroom maybe a spare room Maybe convert one into a study if you're feeling really generous. So there's two more bedrooms. Are we hearing the pitter patter of tiny feet? I guess we'll see. So, yeah, it's in apparently it's in Studio City. um, And that is all I know about that. But I thought that was interesting that they're obviously taking further steps because, you know, they're in a difficult position in their relationship. You know, if one person wants to have kids and get married and the other person doesn't, it's like, well... You know, that's something that's a really like a serious issue to sort of work through. But, you know, they've taken this next step. So I guess we'll see. You know, I have to apologize right off the bat because I am I've done this sort of in-depth episode. Uh, my Beverly Hills episode turned out quite long. Um, I mean, like segment turned out quite long of the Beverly Hills episode. Um, and I've had a pretty a bit of a difficult week Um pretty open with you guys, you know, so I'm in a little bit of a, you know, a a emotional hole into the bit of a heart. Like I'm extremely homesick. Um, had a bit of a week where I've had, yeah, a bit of like rough, um, depression kind of sinking in. So I've just been in my little cocoon. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go too in depth with, um, New Jersey, the second part of the reunion, but in all honesty, like the main event was kind of that, flashback for me that was the most effective part um you know Teresa's lost her mind I think it was kind of like a filler it was almost a filler episode and then I guess we'll have like the first one was like off with a bang and I think they'll probably end with a bang as well um and so I'm not really going to go too much into that um and same with Vanderpump but my I did want to talk about um this fight with Lala and Rand because it was actually just really upsetting it wasn't there wasn't a much that went on this episode you know like to talk about really except this I thought it was kind of fucked up so they get into this fight because Lala has been the whole weekend not drinking just sniffing <laughs> wine like a mad woman but you know kept her her promise she gets home and Ran's been partying like a madman like shit everywhere the way she made it sound it's like you know there was fucking beer bottles and you know like remnants of alcohol everywhere there was probably a bunch of coke and other drugs and you know whatever I don't know it's all like we don't know I mean anything but the way she said it was like it sounded pretty dodge right so he's had like this massive like fuck fest and she's gotten home and she's like what the fuck we were supposed to do this together you know like okay in my humblest of opinions if you're going to go back on a promise and get fucking shitfaced when you said you weren't going to, um, at least tidy up, dude. So yeah, he might—he probably had like a three-day bender while she was away, and so she's pissed, right? Naturally, I would be too, especially because you know she stuck to the promise. So she's having a drink now, and she's kind of pissed off, well, extremely pissed off. She says they're taking a break. The thing that really got me was, well, we basically learnt well confirmed they're both terrible people um I mean we already knew that right but to hear Lala say sit down with Brittany and um Katie and say well you know what guess what honey there's a lot of dick out there I can suck to get on a PJ I can still live that way like fuck you I mean that is so I was texting my BFF Blakey at the time and he just wrote And I'm like, yep, that pretty much sums it up. Like, we get, like, that Lala's a, like, gold digger and a sugar baby and whatever. But to be so disgustingly obnoxious with it and then to be, I mean, it was just really, I don't know. It made me feel really uncomfortable, to be honest. Like, people honestly can do whatever the fuck they want. I've been in shit places in my life and thought, you know what? Wouldn't be too bad to have a fucking i um like big fucking big papa looking after me you know like that would be amazing i'm poor as fuck <laughs> but i mean and i would love a pair of gucci slides but the problem that she's experiencing now is that on the other side of that if someone's paying for your apartment paying for your car paying for your lifestyle paying for the fucking food in your mouth They can take that away from you just as fast. And that's what he showed her when he took away her Gucci slides and looked her dead in the eye and said, I want you to remember? That's fucking disgusting. He has just said to her, you are my property, I own you. Like, that's so fucking gross. Like, he's really pissed me off. So I think... I I really think they both behaved disgustingly in that instance, and I mean, they know what they are to each other, and they're both, you know, adults choosing this relationship based on sex and money and fulfilment in ways other than (laughs) genuine, unconditional love and affection, Um, which I don't, like, I don't dismiss that they probably have love and affection, But it's not the totality of their relationship. It's not the main part of their relationship, you know. And, yeah, money and sex and fucking all that shit is nice. But if you don't have unconditional love with your best friend, if you're being controlled by someone, you got nothing. And I think, I don't know, I think they're learning that. And it's really sad. Um, I thought Brittany was funny in the uh, talking heads when she's like... When, after after lala had said you know you can suck a dick and yeah, get another pj she's like it doesn't even matter what you look like you, as long as you got a mouth first of all that's wrong um but, but like britney going with her little annie annie the musical hair curls she's like well that wouldn't have been so so sweet and naive that wouldn't be where my, where my head went at first but you know at least lala's optimistic about the future it made me laugh so much. Like, Britney does get under my skin because of this positivity. But that eternal, like, positive attitude in that moment just fucking killed me. <laughs> I died. Oh, God. They just... Look, it's going to explode and I hope it explodes on our television. You know, that's all I can say because this is just a disaster waiting to happen. I mean I've heard a lot of people that are on Carter's side in this whole Kristen Carter thing I mean I said it last time like sure maybe Kristen pays for everything and that's pissing like some people off but it's just an adult conversation like you know she chose to enter in this relationship and chose to have him in her apartment or whatever like if she's paying for everything like that's that's on her, you have a conversation about it, you know, like if you move someone into your house or you go rent an apartment with them or whatever, you say, um, we go houseies, like I'll live with you, but we got to split the rent, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, 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 so I'm not like, I'm not on her side at all. I think she'd be extremely difficult to live with. I think she's a nasty, sad, angry person. And I think, um, I don't know anything about Carter, you know, maybe he's fine. He's, he hasn't done anything that's like shocking to me. Um, some people said that that conversation on the couch they had together was manipulative. I didn't get that vibe. I think he's just exhausted and I think they need to break up. Well, apparently they have. So, um, good. <laughs> so I think that might be like all I have to say about this because yeah, I think you probably hear my voice. I'm a little bit downhearted today. So, um, yeah, just feeling homesick, just missing my mummy and, I'm sort of um, here in London for at least another couple months before I'm able to go home. So yeah, I don't know. I'll probably pick up next week, but um, I'm an emotional being, super emo. So yeah, I'll give you my Beverly Hills um, and then very exciting stuff. This week we have the first episode of fucking New York my fucking favorite series se- um oh, i don't know series whatever you want to call it like spin off whatever ah, i don't know franchise um i love those fucking women they're so hilarious they're always like they, they always fucking bring it i love it Um, and I sound like Teresa right now. I'm just swearing because I can't think of adjectives. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So I'll be recapping that with Erin Martin, that first episode on the Pink Shade podcast, and I will post it on my page as well. So that'll be extremely fun. Um, what else, what else? Still to come in Vanderpump Rules, we had that whole little, um, you know, a little bit extra of a recap kind of halfway through thing and My favorite part of the whole thing was Tom's like screaming about Katie saying, so I can say like imitating her. I can say whatever the fuck I want to anybody, but if somebody calls me fat, I'm getting their ass fired because that is just a hundred percent. Like he just said what everyone's thinking. That's exactly how I feel. Like, yeah, of course it fucking sucks to be called fat. Um, and it's affect like it does affect you, your self-esteem, but I mean, maybe like you're a 30 year old woman like I mean your self-esteem should be bigger than that by now and if it's not then you know like you need to work on that but at the same token it's just as bad calling people skanks and you know like she's she's bagged out every single person on this cast and like Tom said she feels like entitled to be able to say whatever the fuck she wants but she can't take it you can't dish it out and not be able to take it sorry bitch so yeah, I'm excited to see how that all unravels. Like, I love you know me, I love Sandoval. I think he can do no wrong. And if anyone knows a Sandoval, um just put him in touch through <laughs> my DMs on Insta. Thanking you. Alright, so I'll get into a little bit of Beverly Hills now and Then next time we'll have the New York reunion. Sorry, New Reunion. We'll have the final of New Jersey and the start of my one true love, New York. So we have we have arrived in the Bahamas in the PJ. Um, you know, look, these girls are allowed to take a PJ. They've earned it, you know? (sighs) Lala just has not put in the hours for me. <laughs> Once she's you know Lisa Vanderpump age and has her own successful career and she's not just you know riding the D for a ride on the P J, um, then you know what maybe I will feel better about it. But like no shade, also even though that's very shady. <laughs> Cause I would love to go on a PJ myself, but you know I don't know. Um, these girls. At least I have no qualms about it. You do, you girls. Yo do yo. I mean, Erica's basically the lala of this group. You know, she was like, what in her twenties when she met her hubby. So, I mean, you know, he's he's starting to wear and tear. And if Lala and Rain make it as long, that'll be the, you know, similar situation. She'll have to end up paying her dues by wiping his butt anyway. So, you know what? <sighs> Swings and roundabouts, you guys. Swings and roundabouts. You know what? It's a hard life to live, so live it well. No idea what that means. That's from a song. I don't... <laughs> Let me stop babbling. Okay, so we've landed in Bahama and Lisa's doing her little kind of like picking, picking. When she's mad at someone, we've seen her do it at, well, probably everyone, but especially Kyle a lot of the time. When she can't come out and just say that she's pissed off, um, she'll, you know, pick and pick and pick and kind of make jokes or little jabs. It's a very kind of, um, it's not so much gaslighting but she'll do it and then if somebody says, you know, bring, pulls her up on it she'll be like, "Oh, it's just a joke, darling. It's just a joke." And that kind of stuff like that's my entire primary school experience and people are like, you know, they'll call your names or whatever. And they're like, "Oh my god, you're so sensitive." Like it's just a joke. Like I'm sorry, you're a fat cow. Just a joke. Yeah, so this is where some of my darkness has come from. (laughs) Ah, life. What a peach. Yeah, so she's kind of doing that to Dorit. She's just like you know, kind of jab, 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 and later we see that uh, Teddy like tells you know is talking to Kyle about that as well. That they've noticed that she's doing it, and someone's about to break. I think Dorit's kind of holding it together quite well, better than I would anyway. I'd just be like secretly crying in my room later. She's going to lose her tiny mind and it's going to be fab and I cannot wait for it. Erica's glam squad is back and no joke, the first thought I had when we entered that room was like, oh, is Juicy Joe on this trip? (laughs) Like, why is Juicy Joe and Joe Gorgo, like the clan, hanging out with Mikey? This is weird. And then it just turns out that these are just, like, some real bad daddy gay boys that are part of um, Erica's glam squad. I'm so over Mikey. I mean, take a seat, boy. I just... He's just so... He's just... I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. He's just... Maybe it's that I just find him, like, kind of a camera whore. I don't know. His, His vibe just doesn't suit my vibe. I'm a bit over him. I think he's, like, a bit nasty, but then I generally like, i love someone with attitude. So I don't know. I just, I think I just don't find him genuine. I think that's the problem. And I think, yeah, Erica's different around him as well. It's all just very strange. Can't put my finger on it, but I'll keep thinking about it. Um, Erica's hair is all hung up like some kind of skinned dead animal, which you know, during this whole debacle with Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juice, um, it's a little bit 101 Dalmatians for me, Cruella DeVille. So I felt a little uncomfortable with that. But I've also never been more jealous of anything in my entire life. <laughs> what I would not give for a glam squad of three... Like beautiful gay men, minus Mikey. I'll have a replacement. Thanking you. And, you know, outfits picked out, hair hung, strung up by a thread. I mean, you know how, like, this is a really weird tangent. Yesterday I was, like, looking in the mirror and I'm okay with what I look like. Like, I've grown into my, you know, self confidence. But I was just like, oh, I'm so bored of my face. It's had the same face for like 30 years. I think I was having like a dissociative episode. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, like, you know, it's a fine face, whatever. But I'm bored of you. Do something different. And I feel like if I had this glam squad, I could be a different person every day. And it would be a riot. And I'd never get bored of my boring, stupid face. Okay, I'm not having a nervous breakdown, although... I may go out and buy some special eyeliner today just to, like, mix it up. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is weird. I just had my coffee, so I'm all over the joint. It's just getting right into my bones. Um, Yeah, Kyle's eye... Look, I didn't really notice it when she was complaining about it to Maurizio the other episode. I sort of did, like, you know, it's starting to gently, um, reject her face and slide down in a way like it's trying to escape. But this episode, I really noticed it. She's caught the like Paris Hilton stare, you know, that like lazy eye that's just kind of hanging there. I didn't, I mean, can lazy eyes just develop or are you born with them? because I don't know if it's an infection or what's going on with her, but it just is like, okay, this runs in the family now. This is a thing. So I'm just watching that, you know, like, um, I just, I really noticed it this time. So I can see, I can kind of see why she's feeling self-conscious about it. First, I was just like, girl, what are you even talking about? Just stop being pedantic and spending too much time looking at your face like me. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I did notice it this time and I would feel a little bit self-conscious too. It's not, like, super – it just looks like, you know, when you get, like, pink eye or something. (laughs) Not, like, all crusty, but, like, you know how, like, you get, like, a swollen eye and, you know, just, like, you don't feel normal? Yeah, that's kind of – it doesn't feel great, you know? So I can kind of understand that. Just because it's, like, on – even though it's not, like, a serious condition, although we don't know what's causing Kyle's eye debacle – it's more just like because it's it's like when you have pimples or whatever. It's just because it's, like, it's on your face that you feel like a bit self-codgy. Um, I am loving Erica's like pajama look. It's just so like the kind of the, the um, navy blue and white kind of. wasn't Japanesey. Was it floral? I'm trying to remember. But I just love that kind of like silk like silk pajama look she was rocking with that giant ponytail it did things to me and I loved it I love Erica's style or Mikey's style I should say I should be kinder to him because he is a talent he's got an eye for fashion but I don't know his personality grates on me um yeah so <laughs> poor Denise Oh my God. I love her so much. I'm re- like, I wasn't sure if I would love her addition, but she's a really, yeah, she's doing things. She's like doing it for me. I, I think she's like a really kind of, you know, as humble as you can be in growing up in the spotlight and in like a Hollywood lifestyle, um, married to Charlie Sheen. I think she's like pretty chill. I'm enjoying her, but not in like a teddy way where it's clawing and annoying. I don't know how she's kind of found that balance. But when she came out in those little, um, like basic white jean shorts and singlet, like she looked fabulous. I mean, she's gorgeous. She could look amazing in a Hessian sack, but everyone, what killed me was everyone's reaction. They literally had these like looks of like disgust on their faces that they were trying to hide. And it was just so see-through. It was like everyone was offended by her presence. And she's like, I mean, I, I thought we were just coming out to have a drink on the balcony. Like, <laughs> we're in, like, we're in fucking Bahamas. Are we not just like chilling by the beach? Oh, my God. It killed me. <clears throat> Excuse-moi. Um, I'm obsessed with Elvis. <laughs> So we're having drinks on the balcony. Lisa and Kyle kind of have a little, like, an aside to have a chat. Um, and Elvis, the waiter, is coming over and bringing, bringing them drinks, looking after them, whatever. He's a sweetheart and, like, pretty cute, actually. But, and then there's that weird flashback where Lisa Vanderpump is asking Elvis, if he has any animals and could he bring his cat to her room literally my first thought and maybe i'm twisted was like like his face is like uh he's kind of nodding but also terrified for his cat's life he's like why does this crazy woman want to eat my cat (laughs) what is she gonna do to my cat i mean it's a pretty fucking weird question i love animals and cats are my favorite but I'm not asking strangers to drop their cat off at my hotel room for a couple of nights. <laughs> Maybe I should. It could be like my, what um, are those pets, those comfort pets? Oh, I can't remember what they're called, but you know what I'm talking about, where they like can travel with you and come into work and they like make you feel good about yourself. Maybe I should get one of those. Maybe that would help me calm down. Oh, that little scamper is the dog. Toby, Toby Marie. Yeah. So that was weird. So it comes up. So Lisa Rinner comes over and there's like this whole weird like moment that was just so great. I loved the awkwardness of it all because those kind of moments are so lifelike. And so Lisa and Kyle, Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle are chatting and Lisa Rinner comes over. And there's this comment that um, Lisa makes after she's told Kyle that she's, know, trying to borrow this man's cat (laughs) to make some, uh, Erica Jane wigs out of or something. And Lisa is just like, Oh, maybe Dorit's allergic to cats. And Kyle makes this amazing joke. Like first bit of actual humor she's ever touched upon. She's like, Oh, maybe she's allergic to dogs. And it was funny, but I get why it was awkward. I was like, yes, girl, I actually afford," <laughs> And that's not a term I use often, but I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty funny. You go girl. But it made everyone so orky momos because Lisa just kind of was like, Oh, cause it was like, it was an off the cuff joke, but obviously Rina wasn't in on the joke. So she's like, what are you talking about? And then they both know like once it comes out that it's going to be a thing. So it's kind of this like awkward situation is like, do we open this up or do we just keep Lisa Rinna in the dark? And Rinna's like, okay, so we're keeping secrets now, whatever, like pissed off. And that's why she does the airing of the grievances later, I think. But, um, yeah, all very, all very fun. It kind of just like planted the seed for the evolution of it all. I don't know if I agree with Rina. Like I do definitely agree that Lisa is a pre-planner and she's very good at manipulating a situation in order for things to come out in a way that she feels she's a safe distance from. I, I do agree with that. Um, and I think she is a mastermind at that. Like it's not a, like it's not a admirable skill, but it is impressive. But in this moment, I can see how Rinna got there, um, thinking that all the dog stuff was kind of manipulated in the way it came out and got to Teddy and got to Blizzard and, you know, all exploded that way. But I really don't think Lisa, in the, in the current spot we're seeing Lisa Vanderpump in, I don't think she is in a position mentally, like during her grief, to even, like, Think about that kind of shit. I think this is just like... I think this is just a misunderstanding. That she's just like... Fuck I can't handle another drama right now. And she's kind of trying to keep it under the wraps. But she's not doing a very good job. She's also pissed off about it. And doesn't really know how to... um, Deal with those feelings. Because she's got other... More intense grief. And more intense feelings going on. So yeah. I don't know. Like... I mean, we'll find out more next week when the messages come out, which I cannot wait for. But um, yeah, I think that was just, it's all a little bit, I, I, don't, I, I just don't buy, buy that Lisa would be in the, a good enough headspace to start making those kind of assumptions, um, those kind of gameplays just yet. Although I have to read, um, I did see those messages. There's been like one page posted on the socials, uh, I guess from the grab from next week. So those little texts about the dog, um, I think the message must be between Teddy and Lisa. It's a bit confusing. I guess we'll find out more next time, but... The main text that kind of came out, it looks like maybe it was Teddy that said, or no, it must have been Teddy and John Blizzard. If you guys know more, um, DM me on on the Instagram at reality TV and me, because I'm i a, conf- a bit fuzzy with the specifics, but I'm sure it'll all come out who's saying what next time. It doesn't say in the message. Okay, so it starts off saying besties don't lie. And then the blue text, it goes, exactly. That's what Cessa said to him last night. Legit. So I'm not sure who's saying what. And then in the gray again, have the dog there. And I can say it looks like Dorit's dog. And then we can't see the rest of it. It's like, ah! So somebody is playing some kind of game. We just don't know who yet. But I'm pretty sure that this piece of paper was what Lisa and Ken were looking at um in the end of like like the episode where it was you know showing next week so I mean it's pretty like bad I don't think they would say it about themselves necessarily so it's probably Teddy and and John John Blizzard causing some kind of drama but I'm yeah I guess we'll find out more so it's so exciting I'm actually really loving this storyline it's like feels so like so much is gonna like so much is hidden and it's just gonna explode like a blizzard (laughs) Uh, oh well well moving along everyone is just way too hot in their bikinis and cover-ups especially Denise that black bikini cover-up number I mean her body is phenomenal. I literally like it this it's so bad for my self-esteem, but it's so good for my workout routine. I went for a long walk yesterday and I went to Pilates and I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I'm going to be so fucking Denise in like if I keep this up for the next 4 years." <laughs> I might just get a spray tan. You know how a spray tan like makes you look tight and toned even though really inside you're just like a jiggle like jelly bean i think i might just do that instead even though it was literally snowing here a couple of weeks ago <laughs> still in london everyone is like not everyone obviously but there are so many like geordie shore gals around you know so like middle of winter they have orange tans they have six pairs of eyelashes on it's and they like everyone has the um, lip injections it's phenomenal I absolutely love it Mm, no shade because I have lip injections and you know I like to do I like to make my face more entertaining for myself as well because I get bored of it but yeah it's just like I don't know I've never been one to do a tan in winter and Maybe it's something I should be investing in. Didn't even think about it, you guys. Who told me that this is something I should be thinking about? Uh, um, I actually kind of liked Dorit's not the like mesh thing she was wearing over her bikini, but I like that like very obnoxious fluoro green uh, bikini she was wearing. I I don't know. I like um I like loud clothing. <laughs> it just matches my personality, you know? Ugh. I just love Lisa Rinna so much. She's, like, so... She's just... I know, she reminds me of me in a way that she's, like, loud and obnoxious and way too much. And, like, kind of annoying. And... But she's, like, got a heart of gold deep down inside. I just, I just love, I just love her. And I think me and her would be great pals. <laughs> you know, she just celebrated, I think it was um her 25th, correct me if I'm wrong, 25th year anniversary with Harry Hamlin. Mm, it's so cute. I just, I think she has found the perfect man in him that, you know, like just totally accepts her for her, who she is and loves her for, for that, you know? So so often, like I find being a loud and obnoxious gal, um, single, single gal on the town, you know, so many men, my long-term partner was the only person who ever, like, was a kind of a Harry Hamlin that, like, just did not, like, knew that I was, you know, wild and was going to just, you know, beat to the sound of my own drum or whatever, couldn't control me and never tried, but now being single, like, there are so many people that just really can't, deal with that kind of energy it's too much and they try and pull you back and I think with what I see with Lisa and Harry it's like he just totally accepts her for who she is and he loves it you know and he doesn't try and change her or control her in any way and like they have a good balance and I don't know I really respect their relationship that's just my two cents Excuse me, have the sniffles again. So then we go on this little trip to a private island. We see some very sexy shots of Denise Richards, which I did not hate. She like she's gorgeous now, but like my god. When they show pictures of her in her 20s, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, she's just phenomenal. And Lisa and Denise talk have their massages and start talking and opening up about adoption. I think it's really quite fascinating that we have two mothers on this show who have both got adopted children. Um, it's really interesting. Like I th- I find cuz I mean I don't know about you guys, but in daily life, I don't know that many people that have adopted. I if you know, I talk a lot about not wanting kids, but I've always said if I changed my mind, that's I would adopt 100%. Um that's how I would like to have have children if I decide to go down that route and I just yeah I don't know I thought it was really sweet that they could have this opportunity to bond on that level I know one I think one person who's adopted and you know she does find it difficult because it's such a not not because of her son like they have an incredible you know mother-son relationship But because it's it's such a different experience that she can't, you know, relate to that many people around and talk about and, you know, do go through, I'm sure most people go through things like the children growing up and wanting to find out who their birth parents were and why they, you know, couldn't handle having having them and gave them away and all this kind of stuff. So that must be pretty terrifying as the mum. And Denise seems like such a sweetheart, you know. She was saying how her daughter has a chromosomal disorder and doesn't speak like that is that's so tough you know you're already going through being you know the the the, the unique struggles that having an adoptive child brings and then on top of that having a disabled child you know that's just that's a that's so much and she didn't make it she's like yeah that's my daughter like we have our struggles but it, you know she's an awesome person I wouldn't change anything like Oh, it just gave me mad, mad respect for her. I loved, I really liked that moment. I thought it was really sweet. I was genuinely touched. My cold, black tar heart gently started to warm. (laughs) But yeah, I'm enjoying Denise. Oh God. So we have, we're having, we flash two pina coladas in the ocean. It looked like mother flipping heaven what I would not have given to jump through the TV screen and join that group of gals oh my god the water this private beach looks phenomenal everyone looks gorgeous I'm loving that Erica's ponytail is sturdy enough to go in salt water I mean I died and then we get to lunch. We get to Lisa. We're having a perfectly lovely lunch. And, of course, my goddess of goddesses, Rina, comes out a blazon with the airing of the grievances. She's like, just so, so you know, it's just a nice time for us to sit down and talk about, like, any issues in the group anything that people need to get off their chest oh my god I loved it like straight in we're episode three bang let's fucking get into the nitty-gritty and for some reason Camille comes out of nowhere and she <laughs> is she... I mean she's a friend of right like she's not in the opening credits it's just and she's like first one out of the gate she's like you know what yeah I uh I, I feel like last season I wasn't great with Dorit and, like, I'm so, I'm really sorry about that, you guys. And nobody cared. They're like, no, this is not what we're tackling. But they show it because she wants to be relevant. And, you know what, it was in and out. It was fine. Done. But then we get to the real issue of the season. Look, I felt that this was hard on, like, everyone was really hard on Vanderpump because... I mean, her brother is is just passed. You know, like weeks. It can take years to grieve somebody. You know, like it's everybody grieves differently, and it's still extremely fresh and raw. You can see that by like her crying at the drop of a hat, and you can see she's very deeply sad. And yet, I really felt it was kind of a pile on for Lisa Vanderpump in at this at this lunch. And I, I, yeah, I, I thought mm, some more people should have been on her side and just like been like, you know what, (laughs) we can talk about this another day or not ever, you know, regarding the dog stuff. And then this whole Erica thing blew up so far out this, like, I don't know. So uh, Lisa brings up the note, and I want to actually get it up and read it because I think Lisa got a bad, um, like it, like it is a weird thing to do to call someone out on their note, um, and it not being good enough, but when they showed it and first of all, what the fuck is Erica doing with, with, with receipts over a like a, a condolences card. That's fucking weird. Second of all, it's not even a card. It's literally just a note on a piece of white card paper no flowers like it's very cold and I know we're supposed to be in this kind of like suspension of disbelief that these women are all really good friends and whatnot maybe they're not maybe they are just you know on a show together some of them but this was unacceptable to me you know and like it is weird but I, I think I just was putting my own personal slant on it because when my dad died I like I didn't get Any flowers or cards from anyone I worked with, and I and like I'm three years on, I'm like still bitter about that. You know, it's like it's a fucking shitty thing. Some people send text messages and stuff, but I mean, even a note like this would have been better. But it's still not good enough. It's basically a, a a physical text message. So this is what she said: Dear Lisa, Tom and I were saddened to hear of your brother Mark's passing. Please know that our that our that our thoughts and prayers are with you. Sorry, the writing's a bit difficult. Um, dear Lisa, Tom and I were saddened to hear of your brother Mark's passing. Please know that our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family at this difficult time. Sincerest condolences. And then like a scribble of her initials. I mean. I thought it was cold. I laughed so hard because reality guy um, on Instagram, that's the handle made up some other ones that were just as sincere. Um, Andy Cohen. I hear you had a baby in brackets. You don't know what I deal with every night. Your employee, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> then there's, I've got, I've got two more. Cause I think they're hilarious. Dearest Dorit. You were robbed. I'm sorry. The only thing they left was that visor in the green laundry hamper. Enigmatically, Erica. (laughs) And finally, this one's the best one, I think. Dear Camille, I heard your house burn down. That's a bummer. Best, Erica. In my opinion, like, I know some people will disagree, but that's how I interpreted that note as well. I mean, I'm probably projecting, I mean, I'm definitely projecting my experience, but I I didn't think it was a great response. And I can understand why Lisa was upset. I never would have said anything, especially not in a public place. I would probably just have, like, bitched and moaned about it behind behind her back. (laughs) But I'm glad she did because it's TV. Erica cracked the motherfucking shits, pushing her dessert away like burning cancer into vanderpump's soul with her eyes even behind those glasses like if she'd been fucking superman there would be fire like laser beams spitting out of those eyes and i just thought like i can understand why she'd be pissed off i'd probably be pissed off too you've tried to make some kind of an effort you're probably not that good friends with this person but you're you're doing the best that you feel you can And you're still getting kind of shit on yeah I understand it's not like I don't understand where Erica's coming from I'd be offended too but I I think she could have been more sympathetic especially when Lisa tried to be like you know what let's just leave it like I'm fragile you know I'm grieving and I'm happy you know I'm more sensitive to things than usual Erica should have really just been like embrace that I don't know it would have been hard but in those kinds when someone's grieving it's irrational you know and yeah I think I think both reactions were well I don't know I don't know what I think I think it was just a it's a tough situation because because Lisa's right in the middle of her grief and that's just she's going to be there for a little while and if you already have tension in a relationship um you know grief will make it much more difficult but, yeah, I thought Erica could have been more compassionate and didn't need to add to the situation. Because when you're already in pain, you're already grieving. It's like somebody tries to add more, like, attention to the relationship. It's like, seriously, fuck off. Like, I if, like, I thought Lisa actually handled it really well because I would have just been like, you know what, fuck this shit. You know, I was just trying to tell you how I felt. I'm emotional. Like, I'll let it go. But like then inside I'd be like, oh, I fucking hate you. But that's just me, you guys. That's just me. Oh my God. No one's ever going to be friends with me. <laughs> um. Okay, what else? Just having a squizzle at my notes. Oh yeah. So taking a photo, having the receipts of that note, to me that really indicated that she knew that this note wasn't going to be enough. And if you already know that, Do something about it. I I thought that was really telling, to be honest. I think, like, if you're already coming prepared that you think you've done something that warrants a negative response, potentially, you know you haven't done enough. I don't care that her husband's a lawyer. I don't care about, you know, she probably photographs every single text message exchange with all these women just, you know, to have her own back. But I thought that was super dodgy, to be honest they make um after that they make we have this little light-hearted thing where they make denise come out of the water as a bond girl denise like under her breath is like my character didn't even come out of the water and like but i'll do it like it was awesome she looked so fucking hot dripping wet it was kind of more her wild things character than a bond girl but she was like "Eh, fuck it like why not please everyone i thought she was a good sport Flash forward to dinner, um, my first comment here, and I've kind of already touched on it, is, why is Camille here? <laughs> I, I am confused by it. I don't hate it. Um, I was excited to see that she would be appearing more, but I really thought she'd kind of just pop in at parties like she did in the previous season. But she's really in it. She's around. Um, I just, I don't know, she's not offering a lot. Apparently, I think it was on Watch What Happens Live. or oh, no, it was at the um, baby shower. Apparently, there was tension going on and things getting sorted out behind the scenes. So, apparently, um, Camille confided in somebody that she thought she'd been a little bit harsh on direct this season. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we see some of that. Um, I, I, I don't know. But hopefully, she delivers something. Because right now, I'm just I'm not really feeling much of her energy. I don't mind. Yeah. I thought the the one moment that was cute between her and Denise where they both just like lean in and like, what the fuck's going on? And Camille's like, I don't know, some kind of dog drama. was <laughs> really funny. Like those kind of little moments actually, you know, kind of frame a scene really well and make it, I don't know, kind of open it up a little bit. I thought that was quite nice comic relief. Oh. Oh. When Rina walked into Erica's room and those three gay boys were just like, yes, queen. Oh my God. So fabulous. Like making this huge deal of how good she looked. And she's just like, pose, pose, pose. I was like, oh my God, I fucking need that in my life. Everyone deserves that in their life. <laughs> I don't know. This is such a random reference, but I think about it all the time back when Sabrina the Teenage Witch was not a Netflix you know extended series but was actually a show on you know after school special kind of thing that we all loved. Sabrina had this or her aunts had this door that when they were feeling a little bit down on themselves they could open and it was just full of people like cheering and clapping and being like oh my god you're amazing you look so fabulous today and like I was, that's what it reminded me of. And I've always thought that that is the best. If I could have magical powers, that's like the best thing you could have. You're like, Oh, I'm feeling a little down. I just need a little bit of validation in my life. And then you open this door and it's like, you've arrived in fucking on stage and it's just clapping and you're the most like fabulous, impressive person in the world. You have your little ego boost. You close the door and you get on with your life, feeling much better about yourself. (laughs) That's what it reminded me of when Lisa walked in the room and I thought her reaction was so funny. Mm, what else? Um, yeah, so at dinner we learned that Kyle – we finally learned after, like, nine seasons why Kyle is called Kyle. Maybe you guys already knew that, but my entire, like, Real house has Beverly Hills career has been based around not understanding why Kyle has a boy's name. I love boy's names for girls, but I didn't get it. And so we found out she was meant to be a boy and she was named after a football player. I mean, it's a bit weird. Like once you, once it pops out and you realize it's a girl, why why, should you not change it? It's it's just all very strange, but I actually love the name Kyle. took me a couple of seasons to warm to, but now it's very normal for me and I love it. It was just weird at first that it was never spoken about. I'm really upset that Teddy Mellencamp was not called baby doll because I feel like a life of stripping would have really suited her. Not this current Teddy, but like chubby Teddy with the nice knockers and like yes, like it's just all would have been a very different life experience for her and I think it would have shaped her mentally to be much a, much more strong a person. And I I would have loved that. I would have really liked to see where that track took her. Mm, Little baby doll. Names are so weird. My brother's name's Ben and my my parents were thinking of names. My dad was like a total weirdo and a massive nerd. And for some reason he wanted to call, he suggested to my mum that they call my brother Tancred. Now, I have as many questions as you do. Where does this name come from? Does it mean anything? Why? Why? (laughs) And luckily we had a kind mother who did not allow that to happen. But yeah, it must be. I mean, we've got Apple. We've got Blue. I mean, it's just all very strange. I don't know. Names. Just be kind to your child. That's all I can really say. Um oh what am I saying oh so I've I just think I'm <laughs> I've written why is Teddy the worst and I don't know like she she's the one at dinner that sits down and has to like say everything that's ever happened to her oh oh my i'm sitting in my friend's apartment and across the (laughs) across the way i'm like flushed um somebody just opened their windows and they are buck naked i mean it's one of those things like i it's i can't look away it's not i oh oh my god i'm staring into his bathroom he's putting on deodorant guys this is weird i need to i think i'm just gonna slink back into my chair i feel like a peeping tom but it's not my fault he just arrived in my view guys, what do I do? Oh good. He's put a shirt on. That was very, very confronting. Wasn't a good body. Wasn't a bad body, just a body, you know, but um, I, I walk around cause I grew up in like a house where the street was quite far away from my window. And there was never any chance of people seeing me naked, just walking past. And now that I'm in, like, inner city suburbs, I'm still not used to being clothed, walking from, like, the shower to the room to get dressed. So maybe he's in one of those situations as well. Anywho, little um segue there. Anywho, so we're back with Tedia. I've written down that she is like Carrie, is it Carrie Duba? When I leave a season, I forget everybody's names um, you know, the infamous stupid dick. So her from Dallas. Teddy has to do what she did where it's just like you have to tell like you feel like you have to spill all of the secrets so that you can be like the peacemaker, but in actual fact it makes you a pot stirrer. And um yeah, I think just, you know, she should just fuck off. That's that's how what I think, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Teddy fan. It's just too desperate for me. It's too, it gives me anxiety, like in a very Sheena way. In fact, weren't Sheena and her hanging out before the season started? That's a relationship that makes sense to me. Yes, those two need to be friends because it's that very intense, like needy friendship. They would be good for each other. Get it out on each other and then everyone else can be on the periphery. Mm-hmm. I've solved the life's, those the, both of those girls' life problems. All right, let's get through this because I've been talking for 41 minutes Lisa is holding it together very well um I feel like yeah she was attacked and it was unnecessary and it was it was too much for what she's going on at the moment going through at the moment sorry I do believe it's an awkward situation um look I think Kyle's right I think Lisa Vanderpump does want to punish Dorit but I I real I mean I truly believe that Dorit was in the wrong. I don't believe there was a third party, um, lovely house person. Like, who is this person? Give us the names. Show us the results. Um, I mean, if there was a middle ground person, where are they? Like, let us speak to them. Um, I just don't. I think I uh, I think Dorit just dropped the dog off at a shelter, not knowing it was a kill shelter. I maybe being too embarrassed to tell Lisa the dog didn't work out. I don't think it was malicious. I just think it was a few bad decisions that, that kind of blew up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't take Dorit as a malicious person. I take her as a bit of a selfish, dumb person. So I think it was a mistake. Not sure why Lisa is being so lenient on this. Maybe again, it's because she's grieving and she's just like, I can't add another problem to my life but I don't get that impression I think it must be more of the like mafia between her and PK okay so next week on Beverly Hills the most exciting thing was um the messages that I read before so Teddy saying you gave direct instructions to him to tell me so I think she's talking to Lisa about john blizzard i keep calling him john i don't know if it's john but i know he's the blizzard um yeah so she she, that's those are those text messages that are going to come out so we'll learn more next time very excited any thank you so much for being patient with me this week um once again you're listening to reality tv and me and i'm Kirsty or kirsten more if you want to be posh uh, follow, follow us on Instagram at reality TV and me. Um, you can follow my personal Insta too if you want to keep up with just the comes and goings of, um, I'm also a writer. So I post up on there. I'm a musician as well. So I post up on there. So my normal one is at Kirsten more underscore music. Um, and again, the Facebook is Facebook slash, uh, Kirstie more music. Kirsty with a Y, more with a double O, um, what was I going to say, so yeah, when I write, I write mostly about mental illness, <laughs> surprise, surprise, um, I've been dabbling with a bit of poetry lately, because I'm a lyric writer, I'm a singer and a songwriter, so I've been posting my first kind of foray into poetry, you can see my, my dark heart exposed on the page. Um, and what else I write about, um, my journey for lack of a better word with, um, chronic illness and like physical and mental, um, and, and all kinds of stuff. I write a lot about love and heartbreak and loss. So if you're interested, that's, um, you can find it through my personal Insta or you can go to gutterglitter.com, oh, sorry, dot blog, um, blog. But all the links will be in the information of this podcast. So wherever you're listening to this, um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, all the places, the information will be at the bottom. So um, you can just click on that. What else? Um, I think that'll do. I think that's enough of my voice for one day. (laughs) Please keep in touch with me. Five-star reviews. I love hearing from you. So If you have time to have a little like, hey, what's up? Love this podcast. Give me five stars and I will love you forever, although I do anyway. Okay, peace out. Bye. Bye.